Welcome back, friends. Last guy here, and it's time for basically a podcast. And today we have Spiff, now known as Benevolent, once known as Sinister. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm back. Before... Yeah, you're back. Like, um, I think one or two months ago, I was on Twitter, and then it suggested, "Hey, we suggest Spiff." Like, wait, he's back. All right, I'm I'm following <laughs> right away. Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, there's a lot of people that didn't even realize I left because of just how Twitter is. It just keeps going, you know. There's no stop to it, and I didn't even announce it or anything. I was just like, "All right, guys, uh, I'm out of here." <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't. I actually didn't say that though. I just left. <laughs> so yeah, there were some people that were like, "Wait, you were gone?" Oh, <laughs> I swear, I remember you said said something, or oh, that's just false memory, and then you were gone. Uh, like, oh. I said I was gonna stop with Smite. And because mm. I was just getting tired of it, and I didn't. Unfortunately, I was. I wanted to do another documentary, but for whatever reason, Hyrus uh, never really got back to me on it. So mm. I was like, okay, it's time to move on, I guess. Yep. Uh, a lot of us moved on. Some of us never moved on, which is also which right. is interesting, one way or another. So, okay, you are a smite person. I was a smite person. Yeah. Uh, did you ever? Did you ever play it again or was it or was it you left completely or you just left doing stuff on it or um I think I, I don't I touched it once or twice and played a game or two, but I I think I pretty much just uninstalled it and then didn't touch it again because I had I had been at that point anyway where I had stopped playing it and stopped the game, you know, in general wasn't as, as interesting and I'd stopped watching the competitive play, which I really liked for a long time. Hmm. So yeah, once I got to that point. I just it, it in a lot of ways I was distancing from it, so I just figured I might as well just get off Twitter and and and, and dip for a bit. I had no plans coming back. I mean, I deleted my old Twitter, <laughs> yeah, which I regret sometimes. But do you remember what year that was? Because I'm pretty like I I think you left after I did. I don't think it was before. Yeah, I don't know. You, I heard you talking about it, and you see, we're saying like you left in 2016 or something. Yeah, I'm 2017. Mostly sure 2016, 2017. Like, uh, yeah, the litmus, like, depends on what year I went to TwitchCon. Yeah, uh, I think it was 2017 is when I left. Like early, like January or March of 2017, I think is when I left. Yeah. No, I stayed around till 2018. Okay. Yeah. Tomorrow, later in the year, I think it was just I don't know. It's one of those things you like. I played that game for. So I was in, yeah, I was a junior in high school when I started playing or something like that. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's like a decade of playing the game. Like, you know, at some point you're probably gonna get a little tired of it. But I've I've been I downloaded recently, so I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking about it too. I've been thinking about it. Yeah, the Uh, Avatar stuff got me. What? What? The Avatar stuff, the Avatar skins. I kind of I'm back for that kind of. I can. I really considered because of that, like, um, Scotty for uh, Korra, perfect. Right. Uh, Ang for Merlin. I haven't played him, so I guess. But yeah. Zuko, I'm like, oh, why is he not Agni? I'll take him as Agni. What's going on? Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I, I'm not an expert on, on the show or the gods. I just was like, man, this this is good stuff. I just like. I don't know. It's just. It's ambitious. I like that. Hmm. Yeah, crossovers work out pretty well, and people are liking Avatar again, so that's cool. Yeah, that's right. It's back on Netflix. That's it's just a huge get in general for my like. It's surprising. Mm-hmm. Like, able to do it. 
the right crossovers can do some work. Yeah. So that's cool. They didn't even, I, I don't know if you saw this, but they didn't even know what a battle pass was or anything. The uh, business dev person for uh, for Hyres and for Smite had to like go over there and, and talk to them for months just to explain what a battle pass was, let alone you know what Smite is. So it's funny how if they had this, they had to like you know translate everything just to make it work so that they could understand why it was a big deal. Uh, like to to smite that uh, battle pass was a big deal, or to no, no. So the 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 high res or smite business person, oh, like okay. uh, yeah, that does all the you know cross pollination stuff, like mm. with like with Avatar. Okay, uh, they had to go to the to the Avatar slash Nickelodeon people and explain what a battle pass was. Like <laughs> high up executives, at, I don't know, I don't know if it was at Viacom or wow. I don't know where it was, but he was explaining that they had to lay out what a battle pass was and why this would be a big deal to do so it almost it almost makes it better because they could i don't know if if you're not familiar with games yeah you could you could kind of convince someone like hey if they're not familiar with games you'd be like hey our game is really big (laughs) yeah like because smite is not dota or league but yet they landed this huge crossover before anyone else did for sure like i can't even imagine trying to explain a battle pass to some like try explaining a battle pass to like your dad or mom if they never played a game. Like, uh, it's like uh, you know, you know what loot what? crate is. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, don't even, I, I think it would be like rewards, like for like a whole like for restaurants or reward program yeah. or something. Like it's the best you can yeah, do yeah. to try to ana- do an analogy on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that had to be stressful for for the guy or lady who had to do that. Oh my god. Yeah, it was high res Trevor. I forget okay. his actual name. Like I have, I mean, Trevor something. I don't even know whose staff anymore. Like, mm-hmm. like back in the day, knew everybody. Now I have right. no idea who's what. Yeah, it's mm. what happens. Yeah, but anyway, that's it. There's my huh. I'm back. That's I'm it. back. I've thought about. I thought about playing again. Like, yeah, get on. It'd be starting all over from the start. Well, besides Thanatos. <laughs> <laughs> like the best way I can put it is just Thanatos unless they somehow change this kit is the best uh, beginner friendly god there is because you could do yeah. whatever kit you want because he's percentage based now if they've yeah. changed him he's no longer percentage based then I can't say that but it's been four years so I don't know no he's the same alright so then I have all the confidence in the world I could still wreck with him at least him because I know the remade Ar- right. Arachne which breaks my heart unless it's yep. better I don't know um no nah, I missed the pull Hmm. Cool is great, know. especially we can do through walls and everything. Yeah, we you just it was so cheesy though because you <laughs> you would spend half the match setting up your little egg corner and just behind a wall, and it would just be your area, and then you would just yoink people in with your pole. That was yeah. that'd be it. You just set up your eggs and and then wait. And it was just like a complete ambush maneuver that had no business later in the game. Yeah, you couldn't do anything with it True. later in the game. Just a funny thing to do, or I think the funnest things was when you could predict someone and get them through a wall. So like, oh yeah, um, Janice alt, Ra alt, yeah. old, yeah. old Arachnid. Just those were like, oh, I got him. Just it always felt yeah. nice. Yeah, and then oh, Arachnid used to sit on people's faces. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. You just like, yeah, that was fun like, too. Just climbed yeah, yeah. up on. He's like, oh, you ain't doing nothing for a second. That was fun. Yeah, the new one's not bad. I just I don't like it as much. Yeah. 
Like, she was always my favorite. From, her and Baka from the beginning were my favorites. And I feel just, like we have to move on from Smite. Like, <laughs> we're going to get stuck here forever. We will. <laughs> just, well, anyone who watches will be about it, but just... um, Yeah, just thinking about it, because we, we spent so much of our life playing that game. <laughs> True. It it was it was fun times. Okay, okay, okay. We'll move on. We'll probably fall back at some point. But so, what did you do after after Smite? Like, you just had you just you know had fun instead of uh just because Smite I think put a weight on anyone who was a content creator. I think. Yeah, but I mean, I wasn't really in that. I was never in that position because I was when I think of content creators, I think of people that have to keep churning stuff out and mm. have to like they're on this hamster wheel and they can't get off yeah and i was ne i had never had that position it was just whenever i felt like it i would make something and that's why i wasn't successful <laughs> but <laughs> like I, that's why I, I was i had some impact but it was always on a you know whenever lightning would strike kind of thing yeah. instead of me constantly pumping stuff out and having a massive following or whatever yeah, I mean, I was never in that position. So, you know, for, for me to stop, it was a lot less dramatic than someone who makes two videos a day or whatever. I don't know what you guys do. Yeah, I, I was doing optimal. I was doing two or three a day. Oh my God. Yeah, right. Uh, That's what I mean, though. It's like I just, when I stepped away, it was eh, whatever. I'm just not going to, you know, there's periods where I've not made videos before. This is kind of similar to that. I know for sure. When it came to, like, the more, I'm not going to say hardcore, but, like, content creators as well, just, we noticed. We definitely, like, whenever you put stuff out, everyone wanted to see it. We, when you yeah. weren't there, we noticed, for sure. That's, yeah, that's how I, I wanted it to be, is just to, whenever I really feel strongly about something or have, like, a good enough idea, then I'll put something out. Otherwise, I don't really care. You know, it's just it's just a different thing. Like you can make good stuff and make a lot of things, but in my, from my perspective, I just wanted to make this type of thing that would be something that people would talk about instead of just another. You know, what what I tried to do in the beginning, which was like another gameplay video, mm. it just didn't work. It didn't. I realized later, it like didn't gel with what I wanted to do. It's important to know what works for you, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, what I did after, uh, well, I tried, I tried pitching uh, high res on another documentary. I was gonna do one. We had an idea for like following three different players in one player throughout each third of the year. Oh, so yeah, we were gonna follow like a the defending champ, and then the person who finished second, and then follow a rookie at the end and then hopefully they would all meet up at worlds and we we're gonna like oh have them overlap it actually in retrospect the people that we we're gonna follow the storylines would have been perfect ah. uh but unfortunately yeah i just never heard back from hires i don't know what the deal was I, they were kind of in like a restructuring hmm. period i don't know if you know what happened but they split the companies up so titan there's titan forge evil mojo which is paladins and for to smite they're all, I don't get how it works. They're still all under high res, I think, but they have four separate companies. They have Skillshot too, and there's Prophecy. You're, I forget what that developer is called. I don't know. It's confusing. Huh. 
So yeah, they were they were in a restructuring period with management and how they operated. And I I think I just got unlucky with the timing because they didn't really have money to throw around at that point. Mm. Is what I guess happened. Um, but yeah, no. So I I tried pitching them on that. That didn't work out. So I was in a bit of a lull. I was doing some freelance video stuff at the time. Uh, wanted I I wanted to make a a different documentary. So I I actually went to <laughs> I went to Brazil for a bit uh, to try to make a documentary on on something. Yeah, uh, that didn't actually work out, which was a bummer for me. But yeah, I kept doing freelance video the entire time. Did different odd job type things um and uh, i was taking care of a family member who ended up passing away mm, so that's unfortunate yeah crowd oh <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah uh, uh no it's fine though i mean it's you know it's an older person that i was kind of taking care of so mm. um yeah that that took a lot of my time and, and effort uh last two years or so so yeah when i left smite that was kind of what i was doing just juggling a couple different things at the same time trying some things some stuff didn't work but just keep moving yeah so what made you come back to well i guess twitter what's up what made you come back to twitter oh well I just I left randomly, basically. Mm-hmm. Just deleted my account because I was kind of I was tired of it and just didn't feel like having a Twitter account anymore. And then I had no inclination to go back until the last three or four months. You know, whenever I actually came back, I kind of had the thought, like, you know, I should go back on Twitter. I, I miss talking to some people. Like, I had some people on different, you know, social media, Discord, and whatnot. And I would always, someone would always message me whenever they tweeted about me, and they'd be, they would just be like, "I miss you, Spiff," or something. And then they would, <laughs> they would send me the link to the tweet, and I was like, "All right, whatever." I appreciated that stuff, but it was just, it was just funny. And then eventually, I was like, "You know what? I, I miss you. I miss you guys too." So I'll mm-hmm. come back. And it just seemed, seemed like a good time to come back. And you know what? Things are looking up. What can I say? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I just watched the. Uh... The last week in Smite. <laughs> I I watched uh, the one you put out, like, the one you brought back, and I rem- yeah. just it made me remember the ones I watched so many years ago. Of course, of course. And the funny thing is, watching it. Have you watched last week tonight? Like recently? Yeah, it's the exact same, right? Yeah, it feels just like no it, crowd. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, my version is infinitely worse, but <laughs> but. But no, I know what you mean. I was watching it the other day. I watched. I don't watch it religiously or anything. I yeah. watched it. Yeah, I have a clip here and there, and I thought, man, I was ahead of the curve with it. It's like <laughs> this is the exact same production and everything. Like he didn't have a he didn't have a picture and expensive looking set or anything. But that was basically what he was doing. That I used to have those little signs I'd put up, and I'd always have one that said like picture and expensive looking set. And he <laughs> yeah. could have used one honestly. John Oliver was looking a little uh, looking a little low budget. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's funny you mentioned that. You, it was dumb too. That one was my most popular one, the one I brought back. Yeah. Um, they got so much better. The next like four I did were so much higher quality. I I'm actually I I get pissed now. Like I the I almost didn't bring that one back because it just I was watching it and I was thinking, man, this is not very good. 
but then I was like, well, it doesn't matter. It's, not, it's more like a public record thing just to show that like people actually said something about it. Yeah. This is all very vague, but if you know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll make sure to put the link in the description for sure. Oh, no. Don't bring that up. <laughs> No. <laughs> Less context. Oh, no. Okay. 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 Well, no. To be to okay. To be to be clear though, <laughs> just to say, it was about Dan Brennan. I know you talked about him recently. Yeah. But yeah, I just I wanted to bring it back because I've see, heard so many people say like I had no idea this was going on. It's like, what are you talking? Uh, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what do you? Some of the stuff that was going on was so obvious. He would <laughs> he would live stream it, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I don't know. It, that just makes me laugh. There were a lot of blind spots though, and unfortunately, a lot of people got hurt, which. It's not funny, but yeah. uh, just the, the the aspect of it where people were saying like, "Oh, I mean, he was such a sweet guy." I mean, I know it. <laughs> it's like, what are you uh, talking? Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I remember trolling him at like seventeen or eighteen in that video. Wow. So that was fun. It was a lot. It was a lot. I don't know why I thought I could do that. Like, I wish I'd made it better, but it's just funny that. I decided that was something I did the crusade. I just decided to take up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going. Oh yeah. Just the fact that they were so much, I did so much better work after that. It's kind of annoying. The production value just got infinitely better for me. Well, that is how it always is though. Like the <laughs> next one's always gonna be better than the last one. At least it better yeah. be or else you're in trouble. Well, that's the thing. A lot of the stuff I made ended up being so dated because it was like news based or just the general quality. I ended up upping it so much by the end. That's why I unlisted like every single video I had except one up until recently where I unlisted the other one. Hmm. But that's that's how I felt. I was just bummed out that the stuff that I was making when I looked back on it two years later kind of there was there wasn't much that I was willing to bet would stand the test of time so i left the obey documentary up and that was pretty much it because that one to this day i still think is pretty good that's an interesting one to think about because well i think a lot of just in media in general there's a lot that's not going to stand the test of time uh right maybe because of the concepts or ideas or just it dates itself so aggressively like if it's very referential to the time yeah like um Okay, I'm going to go to a different place. How familiar are you with The Simpsons? Yeah, yeah. Super familiar. So, like, the first seasons feel like they can stand the test of time. Yeah. Well, the They're still stuff, really good, but it's just awkward. Yeah, like, newer stuff feels like it's so referential that it wouldn't stand the test of time, necessarily. It might be... In a way, though, it's kind of the rings of, like, a tree that tell you things, like... You could watch The Simpsons and just have some sense of pop culture. Yeah. But it just feels like those episodes, there's a point when you just had to be in that age to understand it. Yeah. Well, I think some of the older seasons, you, it's just funny because of what it is. Yeah, for sure. They started becoming just like a Laugh Factory kind of, you know, it's not so much about the story. Like my favorite episode is probably Lisa's Substitute. Oh, that's such a good one. It just makes me cry. It's so like it's so beautiful. I don't know why. You, you can't really imagine a cartoon show having that gut punch, like emotional depth. It's not just it's not just like it's sad. It's it's really heartfelt and beautiful. Like the the little 
the words at the end that Dustin Hoffman writes on the paper. Like, yeah. you, uh, you, everything you need to know is is on this piece of paper, and it just you are Lisa Simpson. Like that's such a good like. That's so that's one of those so brilliant things. Yeah, I, I honestly, it's one of the better things I've ever seen. So, um, and that's definitely a message that can go to any generation for sure. Yeah, something like that. You don't need to know anything about anything. It it fits no matter what time period. Sorry, I, I think I misunderstood when you were first talking about The Simpsons. Is you were? I think you were making the point that the older episodes stood up much better than the new ones, which have uh, which were much more dated more quickly. Yeah, was that what you were trying to say? Yeah, essentially. But the yeah, that's what I was saying. But that example is yeah. a really good one and interesting yeah. fact for you because I've listened to interviews uh, with The Simpsons staff. I forget which guy wrote it, but. They're like, okay, so how do we end this thing? He's like, oh, I got an idea. And he wrote the note, and he passed it, and just each writer read the note. And all of them were like, oh, come on, this isn't going to work. He's like, no, <laughs> believe me. Believe me, it's going to be good. And then they believed oh, it. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah, no, sorry. I think I think at one point I was saying earlier, because you were you mentioned the earlier seasons. Like the, I don't know if you feel, feel this way, too, but the first season, there's only like, there's a couple episodes that are really good from the first season. Like, they're mostly good, but... It's just too awkward. They haven't like figured everything out yet, and it True. feels like it's really awkward in terms of the the production quality. It's until you get to like the second season, when the second season has a r- lot of really good episodes, and then you know by season five, it's basically you can watch it now and it not really think that much of the difference in quality. Oh yeah, like uh, season one in anything should be the rough point where they're figuring it out. Yeah. What's impressive about that was. With every script, they wrote it and then they rewrote it like forty times. Yeah, like does they just really worked on it? But not just that; they also it's becoming a Simpsons thing. Uh, they also uh, <laughs> the other thing was they were all joke writers, and their goal was to make each other laugh. Right. Yeah. And when that's the goal, I think there's like a purity to it, and just makes it so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I can look up. I'm trying to look up episodes that I really like now. <laughs> Um, there, I think the first season has that really good episode where there's, there's like a focus testing thing or no, 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 it's electroshock, uh, device and Bart keeps abusing it. He just keeps shocking everyone. Yeah. I don't know if you say Then I think Maggie just thinks it's a game and she's shocking everyone. Yeah. Or yeah. It's Maggie. Yeah. I mean, should we do this? I'm going, to, I'm looking up episodes. <laughs> I could, we can use this. I don't know. Well, we're doing it. We're doing it. This is. I We're let the road it. go where it goes. Okay. I'm going to go season two. That's where my, I think the better. I'm looking it up are. too. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Screw you, viewer. <laughs> Bart gets, oh, Bart gets an F. That one's really sad. Oh, right. There's one where he's, um, the one where at the end, it, like he's, he studies and studies and studies. And in yeah. the end, and then he goes on his crying rant and he's getting things yeah. right. Yeah. You know, I saw one recently that was pretty good. I don't know what season it was. One of the newer seasons. and might have been like 28 or 7 or 4. <laughs> I don't know. It, and it was... It actually it had, a good, it had a good message. It felt like one of the older ones. So I feel like every once in a while they can still do that. They just don't. Yeah, like... Um, they, they take interesting turns. Like uh, I watched a random one where they were just like medieval Simpsons for some reason. <laughs> and it had this real badass moment in it like it's a total spoiler for the story but just like uh 
Marge's mom does this really badass sacrifice play against a dragon. He's like, oh, that looked really cool. <laughs> it was just Simpsons and Medieval. Like, oh, that's kind of fun. And like, yeah. they should be having fun, I feel. I'm trying to remember. You want. Oh, what one? I'm trying to remember some of these first ep- seasons. First season episodes, like, Marty Jeans is like the first that premiered. Feels like the uh, the newer ones just don't have a connective tissue. There's not a not a heart beneath it all. Flaming Moe's is pretty good. Homer at the bat. All right, whatever. We gotta get off, dude. I've, <laughs> I've ruined this multiple times. All right, let's just talk about The Simpsons. Now, what's a? Do you have any movies that are really old that you think hold up? Uh, mm, I hmm, that's actually a good question. I, what is a movie that holds up? I just. I'll give you one. Chinatown. Chinatown holds up. Chinatown. You're talking about um. Oh, greatest the, of all time. The Jack Nicholson one. Yeah, yeah. Oh I think yeah. It holds up. So that's such, that's such a hard hitting movie. Like. Yeah. Ooh. Chills. Like, it's Chinatown. Like what? No, no. Just, no, it's just a, come back next week and get point. the guy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a meme. Uh, and Simpsons, of course, referenced that at some point. Yeah. Uh, what is a movie that stands the test of time? I want to say Shawshank, but I don't know if it does. I just know it's a movie I enjoy. If it's if oh, it's on sure. TV, I'll sit down and watch it. It's like one of the best movies that you can find scrolling past on you know on yeah. TV. If you, as soon as you find it, it's like all right, I'll watch this till the end. For sure. Get it halfway through. I feel like uh, that's one that stands the test of time for sure. That's only the nineties though. Be going further back. North by Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly like, that I love that movie so much. It's just fun. I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, I want to believe some old ones. Casablanca. I, I was about to say Casablanca, but that me being BSing. <laughs> I've never seen it. That or the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. Casablanca is uh, it's actually really good. Oh, The Godfather okay. one. Okay, wait, okay, hold on. Okay, okay. Now that we're on this subject. I'm, I'm hijacking this for your viewers. <laughs> uh, do you like, do you prefer, here's, there's, there's often like a, when you have multiple films in like a series or a trilogy, there's often the debate over which one's the better one. So like, for example, Godfather one and two, which one do you like more? Have you seen either? I saw them when I was quite young, but I know I okay. saw them. Um, yeah. So like alien, alien, yeah, yeah. and aliens. Alien is and that aliens a better is another one? debate. I'll say, oh, I think aliens is just the scarier one, like yeah. because of how authentic that kitchen scene. Well, it's very authentic the kitchen scene. They didn't even tell yeah. me it was going to happen. Yeah, and see, that's this is where it gets down to like, what do you find more compelling? Because I don't know, because the, the, the aliens ends up being more of an action movie. Yeah, and alien. Is more uh, more of a horror, like really just low budget kind of. Uh, well, now it. I don't know what, what actually is the budget. Hold on, this is this is the worst podcast. Yeah, okay. The original <laughs> Alien movie had eleven million dollar budget. Like, are you kidding me? I'm loving this podcast. Uh, <laughs> like Alien, Aliens is only eighteen point five million. Wow. Like, what makes because Aliens does get actiony and. My favorite yeah. part for aliens is just when she gets in the in the 
in the in the mech, like in the construction mech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, that's my favorite part. He's like, oh yeah, now she's got a chance at this. Like, okay, right. That's my favorite part to that one. But I, I think another one. I think one because it's just it really makes them it makes the alien scary, and you really get just like, oh man, how are they gonna deal with this kind of thing? Well, aliens, it's well they also get wrecked, but it's just a different. I guess it's just different feeling, like how badass it, they get to that point. Yeah. I think I was actually. Oh, oh God. Uh, if it's still an alien, you can go. No. Okay. Gonna say. Uh, I say Terminator Two is better than Terminator One for sure. Yeah, that's that one. I think for sure as well. It, uh, yeah, I've, I've watched them both recently huh. enough to talk to, to talk about this confidently. Uh, Terminator One is just too. You watch it now; it's like it's so close. But Terminator Two actually figures out all the effects and everything. Mm. Like Terminator One's effects are pretty crazy, but it just everything doesn't quite click into place. Terminator Two feels so much more fully realized. For sure, know. and then the story is really heartfelt. Like the ending's good. Oh, the ending! Just thumbs up. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the uh, the deleted scene I wish they kept just because how impressive it was, like the when they're with the mirror and it's actually just another set of people, like that was really cool. Uh, so there's a deleted scene about. when they take the chip out of his head. Oh, and and in the scene they're dis- they're debating whether to destroy the chip or not. Like, uh, well, uh, the mom is I can't remember her name all of a sudden. Sarah? Yeah, Sarah Connor's considering just destroying it. And her son's like, no, we need him. So in the scene when they're taking it out, uh, they're standing in front of a mirror while they're doing it. And uh-huh. you you don't see the camera in the mirror, because it's not a mirror. It's actually just another set of people on the other side. <laughs> and what's useful is, um, also knowing is, uh, the actress for Sarah Connor, I can't remember her name. Uh, I hate it when I forget oh. names. Yeah. Uh, but her, she has a twin sister. Really? So when you have the scene when they're both on screen, because one of them's a T-1000, it's her twin sister. Because oh. people are like, oh, how do they do that? Oh, they just had a twin. Linda Ham- Hamilton. Yeah, Linda way. Hamilton. I just like knowing uh, one more thing from behind the scenes is when she beats up the orderly, that was real. Wow. She destroyed him. Because in an earlier scene, when she when he hits her and she falls to the ground... He was he was just being really like just limp about hitting her because well he was hitting a lady and she had to keep falling to the ground on her knees and it really hurt. So after like a hundred takes of that, she was real good and angry. So when it was her turn, she unleashed. So he took a real hit. <laughs> I got, I like that you know that kind of stuff where it, I mean we're as long as it's not abusive. Mm-hmm. Type behavior on so I do kind of like where people are using something that's real. Yeah. Although I I don't like when it becomes this happens a lot of times with actors do like method acting where it's like they get so mm-hmm. the, the the promotion of the movie becomes so consumed with oh wow look at this performance you know Leo was actually eating fish on the set of the Revenant can't believe it <laughs> and it's like it's like who yeah. cares I don't this doesn't help me understand the character I don't know. 
it's it's you could it could have been CG. I don't I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like it's kind of interesting, but it's also like what the hell? Because like well, many <laughs> examples of method, like Dan Day Lewis, of course, is the most ridiculous one of them all. Where he's just right. he becomes the character. But he's and, not even just he's not being gross though. That's the thing. When I think of the the examples of someone being oh, terrible, like Jared it, Leto, exactly. Mm-hmm. It does that's not even that's just being awful for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Leto was awful when he was doing the Joker. He's just setting dead yeah. rats and everything. He's like, dude, you're not, that's not the Joker. He's <laughs> being a dick. <laughs> so I get what you mean now. Okay, yeah. Like, people using method as an excuse to do gross things. Yeah. Or just in general. The, a lot of times marketing and movies, I'm a big movie guy, but I just get annoyed when a gimmick becomes the marketing of the film. Or just how they did it when, when that's all you're going with, that kind of bothers me. It happens a little bit with Christopher Nolan, where they market, you know, it's as much, it's it's more of his movie than just whatever movie it is. You know, like think yeah. about Dunkirk. It's not just Dunkirk the movie. It's like Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. Yeah, you know, there's a few 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 directors who have that, but uh, yeah, like something like 1917, they would not shut up about how they made that. And, you know, it's like to a detriment, I feel like, of the film. Okay. Yeah, I, I get you. Where marketing just tries to find a thing and sometimes it's just not right. the right yeah. thing. Or like the a big one, I feel, if you're a fan of movies is you hate trailers. Yeah. Uh, at least a certain type of trailer. Like there's the right, trailers right. where they're like, they give you things and it looks, you're in, you're interested, you're really in there. And yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. And then there's the trailers yeah. that give you the whole story. Right. You just need a taste. You just need to understand the world a little bit. Yeah. That kind of thing. And then you're good. Or just the mood. The mood. I like a mood trailer. Mm. Um, like, I think Disney's had some pretty good... Well, Disney's interesting in some of theirs because they're very much in misdirection. Mm-hmm. Where it's, oh, this is all in the movie. We're not. We all fil- <laughs> we filmed it, at least. <laughs> And they'll just weave things together to trick you. Whereas, oh, I can't think of more. Oh, there's a lot. Of, okay, random one. Dog's purpose. I don't know if you've seen no the dog's purpose. But, no. <laughs> uh, a dog's purpose is uh, the story of a dog, and then the dog dies and gets reincarnated as another dog. Oh yeah, no, I know this one. Okay. So the trailers give you the entire story. So you know what you're going to watch. I'm like, huh, all right, well, I just saw the movie, basically, so I'm good. But the thing is, with that movie, they know who's going to watch that, and the person who's going to watch that, I know those people. I'm related to those people. (laughs) (laughs) They're mainly mainly women in my family, and 100%, they're going to watch that, even if they watch the trailer. They just want to know that everything that they want to be in that movie is in that movie. Mm. And see, that's the thing. It's like they did their job. Disney wanted them to know exactly what was in that movie and and there you go and they watched it i'm sure i can go text my sister right now and she'll be like yeah i saw that (laughs) it was great i cried (laughs) (laughs) so there you go i guess it just depends on the audience at the end of the day Uh, for sure what was like Like terminator the 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 twist about in genesis the john connor twist i'm like oh now i'm not interested anymore that's what happened to me yeah yeah one, okay, wait, hold on. I've been watching so many clips recently. Uh, I haven't watched the full movies, but it was just, uh, I have seen, I think most, well, not most of them, 
I've seen most of the Fast Furious. Yeah, the the uh, Fast Furious movies. Yeah. Um, but the one I mean, recently, I, I almost hesitated to say most because there's been so many. I don't even know at this point. Uh-huh. I think I tapped out after the fifth one. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a good one, and I just kind of gave up because they started doing superpowers and stuff like that. And I was just, yeah, it's so interesting to see. I I said this on Twitter that it's one of the best examples of power creep you'll ever get because they start <laughs> out just as like normal street racers in the early 2000s and then they turn into super villains and superheroes and they've got serums and they're punching and lifting up cars and throwing stuff it's like what these people are not the incredible hulk or like captain america this is supposed to be <laughs> but that yeah. but that's they just kind of morphed into what was popular you know what i mean they did they did heist movies they did the street race scene and then it became okay let's let's turn them into superheroes because everyone else is doing superheroes it's a weird shift I don't, have you seen those yeah, any of those movies i've watched all of them because it's not, not by choice i want to say it's just like everyone <laughs> everyone else is gonna watch it and like you want to come like oh i guess i got nothing else for the next two hours i guess i'll go watch it with you guys kind of thing so you're gonna sit here and tell me that um <laughs> you were forced to watch every <laughs> Fast and Furious movie. Who who is your torturer, and why are they so specific? <laughs> it's it's just family, like yeah, yeah. Uh, is a Fast Eight or Fast whatever the newest Fast one before the current one that's not even out yet. Yeah. Uh, we watched it like Christmas night or whatever. Like they had the DVD. I was like, let's watch this. I'm like, well, I'm stuck here, so I guess I'm watching this. I was bored to heck. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Like, yeah, it, it's so interesting how once so it was just so grounded in just a... For the most part, yeah. Like Donnie Brasco kind of story yeah. with, with um, fast racing, but it's just drag racing kind. And then it turns yeah. kind of into drifting. Then Tokyo Drift happened, which everyone forgets. And... It just yeah, power people. Like you said slowly they get more ridiculous until Vin Diesel becomes a superhero, and yeah. they all to an extent are. And like five is interesting one to check out because that's exactly when I feel it it changed over. Like four was getting there, and then five they really changed. They really became superhero stuff. Yeah, that one was they they really went to a different level with that one. But I still think I actually like that one. It was it was fun. It was just the right amount of stupid. Where it was pretty, it was really stupid in certain areas, <laughs> but it still felt like you had some of the original DNA. And now it's to me, it's just gone. I was watching close to the the new ones, and I was watching clips of the, the original ones. The original ones have such like, especially one and two, and and two is directed by uh, what's his name, um, John Singleton. Yeah. Okay. I want to say John Singletary. Uh, John Singleton, yeah, great director. Uh, he actually recently passed away. Oh, that's unfortunate. That, yeah, the, the second one, Too Fast, Too Furious, has such a good energy, and uh, everyone's so charismatic. You know, you just it's not like people think, like, trying to be stars. It's, it's Paul Walker being kind of goofy and always smiling, and there's it's something silly about it. It's just some, some, uh, some people... Uh, having fun and, and racing cars it doesn't it's so serious now it's you know it's the plot lines are like oh no we brought this person back and this person hates this person and the first two is just there were some elements that were serious but 
it didn't I don't think it took itself seriously. There was a nice positive energy to it. it was, I don't know. You can't you don't get that now. Now it's like corporate steel. I think even the color grading has gone to a very bland direction. Yeah, it's yeah, it has. I agree on that one. Like I, <laughs> eight was very much Yeah. Very kind of grayish. Yeah. Or a uh was it a flush out I don't think it's flush out's the right word, but just a drowned out brown as well. Yeah. Like that's it's like Zack Snyder how everything's a weird blue with him. Mm-hmm. Like some people just have a color they really like to use. Like oh Zack Snyder real quick, just he has a specific color for a movie. He's very blue in like Batman vs Superman. He's very brown in uh three hundred. He's very green in Sucker Punch. Like he just has these tints that happen to a sp- to a movie for that whole movie. Yeah, he can't help himself. That's his problem. <laughs> if he if he could honestly, if he had a little more self control, I think he'd be uh, he'd be doing all right. I one hundred percent agree. I I feel like he's got some amazing shots, but his mm-hmm. but with the storytelling, just if it was tightened up, could have been really good. Like I oh, think man. there was a there was a better movie. In Batman vs Superman, in there, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a better movie in Superman. Like, there's better movies yeah. in there. He just he doesn't have enough reins, I guess. I don't like he's not reined in enough or something. Yeah, I I, don't, I wish there was someone on his shoulder just telling him like, "Hey, don't do that," <laughs> <laughs> or hold back, or you know, just I like where you're going. But uh, I'm just gonna steer you a little to the right, and you're good. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know if he has that. This is such a weird. I feel bad for just completely hijacking this. And like, now we're talking about whatever movies. Uh, this this is good. Yeah, this Fast, is really Fast and Furious is funny. Mm-hmm. Really funny, funny movies. Like basically a podcast as well. It's a conversation. Um. I, yeah. I got a question for you. Here you go. Okay. 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 I'm not really a uh, materialistic person. Mm-hmm. Per se, but I've got a few like gadgets or whatever that I, I really like. Is there anything that you have that you can't like? I don't say can't live without, but you use it so often it just. Other than your phone, the phone doesn't really count. Yeah, the phone it's become such a utility. Yeah. Uh, anything. Oh, okay, that are not utilities. So not phone, not computer, not car. Yeah, no. Just no. Something, something like accessory or I don't know, or right, it could be like a rice cooker, it could be like I don't know, whatever speakers, I don't know, whatever you want, shoes. Okay, you you give me an example real quick, something for that you. <laughs> I guess this is the worst question. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> ah, forget that. All right, new plan, new plan. Okay, okay, okay. Ditching that. Okay. Uh, I can go on a rant about uh, several different movies, and I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna talk about it. There's nothing wrong with talking about movies. Like you clearly you like movies. I like movies too. I probably haven't seen as many as you yeah. have. I'm still thinking of what's timeless. Like how far back can I go? And <laughs> I've seen some old stuff, but I can't think of anything. Yeah. Shawshank. Like, you said Shawshank. Shawshank is a good one. It's Shawshank's just I think good. that's only the nineties. Yeah, I, so th- I was thinking I even farther back. Like, what's the oldest movie I've seen? Like the good, the get bad and the ugly is an old classic I like a lot. I don't know oh, if it stands sure. the test of time, but I know I really like that movie. Sure, yeah. Because I'm just trying to think of, well, what exactly in there could be considered um, just, it's a long movie. 
And there's yeah. also mixing it up with some of the other Clint Eastwood movies like Josie Wales or like Fistful of Dollars definitely probably doesn't stand up as well, as good mm-hmm. as it is. Um, Are you big into Westerns? Um, I've seen a bunch. I think yeah. the best modern, well, modern that's still Clint Eastwood has got to be Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Unforgiven or no? I haven't, no. Unforgiven, it's it's him, it's Kelsey Grammer's and not Kelsey Grammer, <laughs> uh French Connection, what's his name? Uh he was Lex Luthor in the old Superman movies. Uh, uh Brando. Oh, Gene Hackman. Just kidding. <laughs> Brando's the he's Cal L. He's I mean he's Jor L. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh my yeah, wow, that brain. Um, that brain. <laughs> you were cool. you got you were in the area at least. I heard Superman and I was just like sure, Brando. <laughs> Brando got Brando didn't believe in any of that. He got paid so much money to just stand there and say lines. <laughs> I love that uh, stuff. It's so like, funny. Brando's interesting in that he used to be that hardcore actor who believed in everything, and then at some point he was like, "I hate everyone and everything. Just give me my money, and I'll say what I, I yeah. have to say." He got jaded. But, on- well, he he definitely got jaded, but I think there was always a streak of that in him. I especially it just as he got more power, he became more and more jaded. But for example, like he used to, he said at one point that he would give when he first got, tried out for a role, he would give two takes, or when he first got the role, he would like show up on set and he would give two takes. Wow! He would give him uh, the director one that was the one he actually that Brando himself liked and where he was really trying. And he would give him another one where he wasn't really trying so much. He was just doing what he thought the director might like. And if the director took the second one, he would not try for the rest of the film. <laughs> <laughs> so he would literally wow. just punish them. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. He was a funny guy. He's a, he a funny, weird guy. Interesting on that one. Uh, yeah. yeah, Gene Hackman. It's, it's a really it's interesting movie because it's not a... Um, it's not a romanticism of the old West kind of story, mm. but it's like what happens after these, it's kind of just like when they get older and, and just, uh, I, I don't know. I like it. It's, it's, I think it's a really good classic as far as Westerns go. Uh, yeah, I'd say Unforgiven is like a really good classic. Well, there's just some like hang em high is a pretty good one. That definitely doesn't stand. That's no, mm. Maybe it does. Hang 'em High is an interesting one. Have you seen uh, Robert Altman's uh, Macabre and Miss Miller? Don't think I have. Hmm. What's that one? It's uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those uh, classic, you know, this guy comes into town type thing. Falls in love. Who cares? <laughs> it's just it's more notable for its like visual style than its story I think but. okay definitely not what I haven't seen unfortunately uh yeah I can't think of anything too old like yeah I can't think how far like uh now when it comes to comedy the one that always stands the test of time for me is who's on first mm. who's on first is like my favorite sketch of all time I think yeah. And it's like 19, maybe 30s or 40s. I don't think it's 50s. No, it, it might be uh, 50s because it's. When World War II happened, not much was going on. I'm um, checking. Like it's Abbott and Costello, and then there's some old. 
uh, Ollie and uh, the other guy's name. Like comedy was my thing, so yeah. I really enjoyed those old groups because I feel like a lot of their jokes do stand the test of time because they're just a fun. They're just fundamental jokes. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of just is my is just who I am. I'm always about fundamentals. Uh, <laughs> you think? Uh, who do you prefer, Buster Keaton or? Uh... Oh my gosh! His name. His name. What's his name? Was it? Um, Buster I want to say. Or... I. He made. Oh my gosh! He made the dictator. <laughs> I yeah, I know, I know. Uh, uh, why did my home? Heaven help me. Um, Char- uh, Charlie Chap- uh, Cha- Chaplin. 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 I'll take Chaplin because of the dictator. <laughs> okay. Buster King's really good too. Like they're both really good. But I think the, the dictator wins me over because of the speech in the dictator. Yeah. Like you've heard the speech in the dictator, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Making sure I'm not just. They're I kind of hate his. Tra- what? Yeah. I just I kind of I don't like the the tramp character that he does that much. Oh yeah yeah. I don't know. Some of the stuff is some of the physical stuff is crazy, but like the the physical stuff's pretty funny and yeah, yeah. I just I there's just some silly stuff in the dick. There's silly stuff in all those old movies, and yeah. the speech just got me. There's something about speeches Eesh. that can get me, and that <laughs> one for sure. Yeah, what's your favorite movie speech? Maybe on that the one. Spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what's another good movie speech? Uh, I'm not going to say Independence Day. Although okay. that one was very entertaining for its time. It might be that one. I'm just thinking, like, sports movies really do the speech a lot. Right. Any Given Sunday had a pretty good speech. The fighting for the extra sure. inch. Or every, yeah, yeah. every yard or whatever. Yeah. I can't <laughs> think of a good speech in recent history. Yeah, I like, think we're doing away with a sports movie, kind of. Like even with like the Marvel and DC movies, they have speeches, but I can't even think of them right now. Like Captain America gets speeches. Yeah, yeah. Now you say it, they don't really do that, do they? Like kind of just like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, not us. Like, <laughs> yeah, like they have like good one-liners. I don't think they have mm-hmm. speeches. Huh. Yeah, they don't really do speeches that much anymore. I like. Oh yeah, miss um, what? I miss them. Yeah, because they can be really good and inspiring moments. On the other side, movies that are not standing the test of time whatsoever. I I want I would argue number one for me, The Breakfast Club. Really, it's just really creepy. Like, okay, it has some great scenes. I think my favorite scene. Because it's just got a real rawness to it. It's got to be when the teacher's threatening Bender when they're alone. Yeah. That room would just that room that scene feels so very raw and like holy. Yeah. But you have the tropes of if you just make the the frumpy girl or not the frumpy just the odd girl prettier, she's magically just a better person or right. just all the yeah. things that Bender does is pretty pretty creepy. And he gets the girl in the end, despite being such a creep. And just the jock falls for like it's just a lot of the old tropes that really don't. Stand right. Up. Okay, I see. I see what you mean. I wasn't. I wasn't sure what you meant by that. There's a yeah, for sure. There's a lot of stuff from like if you go back at, and look at comedies from like seventy, seventy five, 
something seventies on to like nineties. Yeah. There's so many prob like problematic. Like not even like not even using it like the way people use it now, but just like this is so messed up. Like uh Revenge of the Nerds or whatever. Oh right. Straight up uh, rapes her. Oh god. Right. Uh there's so many so many like that where you're just looking at it now and it's like, how did anyone go for this before? Like this is so obviously wrong. Yeah. Like for those who don't know Revenge what? of the Nerds. Uh, which maybe no one anymore. Uh, Let me recap it right now. (laughs) The the protagonist dresses up as the antagonist. Yeah. Because, like, Halloween, and he straight up gets with the antagonist's girlfriend. Like, they have sex and everything. And then he reveals who he is. And, of course, it horrifies her. And then she falls in love with him later. Like, ooh, that's not good. Yeah, a lot of of stuff was uh, written... By, um, I don't know, nerds who who were angry and and frustrated, and you you can see that in the the comedy. A lot of the comedy is just like, yeah, oh, okay, yikes. So, <laughs> and a lot of movies in general, like The Blind Side. If you go back and watch The Blind Side, that movie is <laughs> some of the stuff in there is uh in regards to like race relations, the social commentary is so off. Yeah, it's very. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, the ones like it's aggressively definitely white people wrote this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure because they, like they turn they turn a uh, successful young man into just like a block of wood that needs to be molded by his white family. Like he doesn't say anything. He's completely. They turn him. They make him seem like he's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, well, they say he has like some gift or something, but he basically has. He, he has to be fixed, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. by by this white family. And she goes into like the hood and <laughs> scolds everybody. Like I don't remember that. The, the little kid wears like a Native American costume. Oh God! That yeah, is, uh... Halloween. That's his. He's in the back seat with that costume. Oh my God! I forgot about that. And then cause I'm remembering the the very visceral scene of when it's it's uh, Michael Orr and yeah, he's yeah. in the hood. And one guy's got yep. like a gun on him. Another guy's crying. He's like, "What the hell is any of this?" Yeah, she goes back there and uh, she talks some sense to them. So it's a real just tone deaf. It's yeah, that, that one's a problem for sure. And she, I think she got an Oscar for that. I'm pretty sure Sandra Bullock she got did, an Oscar. Yeah. yeah, I like her, but that was not a good movie. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there. Did you see? Um, speaking of tone deaf movies, did you see Three Billboards? Three billboards I have not seen. Like it's one of those okay. movies where I'm like, I know why it's getting why I got the Oscar, and that's why I yeah. didn't watch it. Yeah, is like that one and like Green Book are kind of in the same area. Oh, for sure. And uh, I've seen Green Book. I'm like, what? This got the <laughs> Oscar, and Three Billboards somehow got the Oscar. And you, well, you I'm just not sure which it. Oscar though. Because three billboards didn't win best picture. Oh yeah, it got um, maybe it got best actor for Simon Rockwell or yes, yeah, okay, yeah, supporting actor, yeah. But it had so much press that it was gonna win it. Like I think it started with Crash. Honestly, I think it started with Crash, where we're like, (laughs) racial movies just win. (laughs) Racial movies that make uh, white people feel better about themselves win. And that's the thing. That's the thing. I don't even understand three billboards though. Like Green Book, I actually understand. It's more of that. Mm-hmm. But 
but three billboards is it's just such a weird movie it, it basically it's written I, the guy who wrote it i think was i think he's irish or scottish or he's from the uk I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's an ignorant comment in itself because i know i just messed something up there but yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, he if it's so weird because he's looking at American race relations and then it's, it's the whole there's a whole like section in there that's like racism is bad. But there is literally, I think, one black character and they're, they're in the movie for like five minutes. They're just like a background. They might as well be an extra. It's so weird. It's about a lot of it has to do with racism, but. It's it's one of the most awkwardly handled thing. And his uh, Woody Harrelson's wife in it is Australian. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I keep doing this. Um, What's wrong with me, man? Uh, what about uh? Have you seen Parasite? Oh yeah. I need to see it. I like. I've only like. You do. Whenever it happened, I saw the trail. I'm like, oh, I really want to see this movie. And then I forgot about it. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Okay. Period. Like period. It's on period. Was it Hulu or something. I gotta find where I can watch it. Yeah, dude. Do so whatever you gotta do. Do whatever you gotta do. It's such a good movie. Okay. It's, it's one of those movies that is so well put together. You know, forgetting any theme or messaging, which I think it handles all that stuff really well. Hmm. It's okay. just, there's there's I look at it and I'm I just think the cast the script the direction the editing there's so few movies that line up in that way wow. where it's just it's just it's I don't want to say it's perfect because that might set up the wrong expectations but for <laughs> me for me what I enjoy about movies it might as well be perfect like it's it's up there with the best movies I've ever seen okay. I'll leave it at that. I know I need to make the effort to see it. I don't even remember what you asked a while back, and I uh, tangents. This I, is tangents. The podcast. Um, we just don't even care. <laughs> whatever move. What games have you been playing? Uh, that's a good question. Well, even even with Smite gone, I've been playing. I've been doing YouTube. Well, that's what this is on. Uh, I've been doing gaming channel s- still, and so right now the LP is Control. Yeah. You know anything about Control? I don't know. What so is that? Control is from people who made Alan Wake. Okay. And then they also made Max Payne 1 and 2. And they made some other games. Oh. I don't know if you're familiar with anything Max Payne or Alan Wake. Uh, yeah, I am. A little bit, yeah. So Max you... Payne a, little, a decent amount. And uh, Alan Wake I know I'm familiar with. Okay, so like you played Max Payne 1, right? Or uh, Actually, I watched it. Okay. I watched it. So you just see kind of the evolution of Remedy as they, they made Max Payne 1 and 2, so you see that storytelling evolution, and then they took that to Alan Wake, and so Control is really the evolution of that writing style and that storytelling style uh, to where it's gone. Like, it, it's once again third person, uh, it's more of a shooter this time because Alan Wake wasn't really a shooter, uh, but this is a third person shooter. And it's more like kind of like X Files y, like, and it's dealing with altered reality and altered, oh, wow. like, huh? I've never, heard, I don't think I've even heard of this. I thought I did. I thought it was that Quantum Break. I mixed it up with that game. It's from the game. same people, I think, actually. Okay. Like, they okay. made Quantum and then they made Control, if I remember correctly. I think they did. And I totally, yeah, they did. Yep. I slept on Quantum Break. I don't, I haven't even played it. I should check it out sometime. Which probably is the middle ground between Island Wake and then Control. Yeah. And then Control is... It's... 
Yeah, it's just like kind of like X Filesy, and they do with like altered reality, and there's like these objects of power kind of things. And so, would you recommend it? I would recommend this game for sure. It's really, really good. I'm enjoying it a huh. lot. Like in the huh. middle of it, I'm I'm just I'm having a blast playing it. And there's a lot of stuff you can read too. And like if you really like Alan Wake, and if you wanted Alan Wake with more shooting in it, this is the game for it. Mm. And just storytelling's good. Also, the the guy who played Alan Wake is in this game. Also, the guy who okay. who voiced Max Payne is in this game as well. Oh, nice. That's a good voice cast then. So, but the main character is a girl named Jessie Faden, and she just she gets into this place called the Oldest House, and it's this place that you can only know about if you know about it already. It's some weird concept, but it's like in the middle of New York, but you can only see it if you know it exists. And just crazy stuff is going on in there, and you're dealing with like you have like telekinetic powers mm. and. It's paranatural is the way they put it. So it's a lot of like paranormal mm-hmm. stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just really engrossing. I've been nice. enjoying it a lot. And the game, the gunplay is really good. The power play is really good. It's a solid are you game. A, are you a single player guy? Would you describe yourself? You like single player? I think I made myself a single player person after Smite. Really? <laughs> because of how competitive I was in Smite. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it nice to just play something and not have to care about what your teammates are doing? Yeah. That's that's the one thing is I lost I I think Smite really wore down my ability to, my tolerance for bad play from other people. Yeah. Which is like uh, One I could argue somewhere in the back of my mind that's why I made my guides was I just wanted better teammates. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like I so I try not to do too competitive. Like before Smite, I was really competitive in Smite in in StarCraft too. Oh, really? I was drilling it where I would just like I can get this down by a second. I can do the like just getting my build oh, order man. faster and all that kind of stuff. I was Were really you into, into Warcraft that. too. Yeah, I liked Warcraft a lot. Like three was fun. Yeah, but one mods guy. Mm-hmm. And then, love the mods. Uh, oh, wait, what? Just, wait, what? I catch up. No, I, I just love the mods in Warcraft 3. I didn't oh, really yeah. play the main game so much. It's like I did play the Ronald McDonald Tower Defense game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the like Elements, I, Tower Defense, so many games. I think, I've, I kind of, I want to believe I'm getting this right. I feel like uh, Warcraft 3 was the birth of Tower Defense? Or was it just, it really made uh, it in a big way? I don't know, but it definitely took off. That was a good, that, that whole era of like the Flash came online. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of tower defense stuff. Because it, it it really brought tower defense to me for sure, and I know it was the birth of Dota. I I I remember getting those maps from like I don't really care for this concept. I was I was having more fun with the tower defenses back when it was like Age of like AOS or whatever before it became Dota. Mm-hmm. And tower defenses were my jam. I remember that and just custom-made RPG stories and stuff like that was fun, too. It was fun playing the, the mods back in the day. Yeah, I love I love those mods, man. I'm waiting for that. I don't know when it was supposed to come out, but I think it, I think it was already supposed to be here, but yeah, I'm waiting for Warcraft 3. Oh, the Warcraft 3 uh, remaster came out, yeah. It did? Yeah. What? They didn't say much, but it came out. R- really? Let me double check. I'm not wrong here. Are you sure? 
I am super sure it came out. Pause everything. Warcraft 3 Reforged. Yeah, Reforged. It's out? It came out January. What? It, some people didn't... It got a lot of one stars. Holy crap. Like oh, some, A lot of people are saying it wasn't a very good remaster. Alright. Alright. Uh, I, I still might do it. The StarCraft remaster was pretty good. Though I played it as... Uh, are you familiar with StarCrafts? No. It's this guy who made animations of StarCraft. Really not well drawn, but they're kind of really funny. Because he shows he understands the games. And so he he full on made a mod for it where he reskinned the entire StarCraft game. <laughs> so it's all cartoony and everything and it's enjoyable. Yeah, I love that stuff. They uh, uh I remember there was a there was one where you could it was you play it, it was a World War Two mod in or zombie outbreak, a World War Two zombie outbreak yeah. for a mod where you'd like point move around uh I don't know if you remember this <laughs> in Warcraft three, but it was a good one. I forget what it was called. I don't think I uh, maybe I played it. I don't remember too because I know there were those things did exist. Yeah. I just don't remember if I played them. Did you were you big into so one of my favorite games ever is uh the uh, Lord of the Rings RTS? Did you play that? Middle Earth? Oh yeah, I played that a little bit. Um okay. that one was more in line with the books, wasn't it? Because it had things that I don't I didn't remember from the movies, like, oh this has gotta be the books or something. Yeah, maybe. I just know that the second one, I think it had, there was a mod for it. It's the Lich King mod or something, but you could earn an expansion and you would you would make your own hero and Ooh. then you could just play an RTS and I would literally just only use my hero. I didn't use anything. <laughs> like a, <laughs> wow. you could you could you could choose your race for the hero. You could choose what weapon and that would choose how they attack. You could choose skill trees. So you'd make these like complex skill trees. And you level your hero up one to twenty through the game, and you would you wow. could choose like this. You could make an orc and have like a hammer, and you could uh, you know hit the ground, and all of a sudden it would ripple out and have this huge shock wave. That was like one of my favorites. You could make hmm. an uh, elite archer that was way better than any unit you could ever have because it was like the starter level one hero, like an uh, you know like an RTS. Has. Yeah. Wow. But you would customize it. It was such a cool feature. I don't know. You can't play that game anymore. I, I saw EA moved all their games to Steam, but you. If you look on eBay, that game's like two hundred dollars. Can't and it's disc only. Dang. Yeah, so there's some it's games not available. You just can't play anymore. It's unfortunate. Like, um, my sister is really into uh, Age of Empires, but the God version. I don't know. Uh, not familiar. I forget Myths of Empires. I don't remember anymore. But it's like Age of Empires, and they did a spinoff with Gods, and you just can't play it anymore because it's like. If you do it on any higher version of Windows or something, it gets oh. super zoomed in and everything. It's like what happened to uh, Red Alert 1. If you play it on a newer computer, it just ran through the entire thing and you lost. <laughs> like, in this the first five seconds. What? This is what I hate, though. It's like, the, all these old games, They all these companies, you know, they despise... They have all these DRM protections and they, you know, they despise anyone making... Um, you know emulators and having these isos on like nintendo does that all the time it's like where else can yeah. i play these games you know what am i supposed to do i don't i just don't have my gamecube anymore you know like what am i what am i supposed to play this on yeah uh like the, if you're gonna if you're gonna hold on to them just redo them and sell them then or something would like to play them again yeah there's a lot of nintendo stuff i'd love to play again where if my if the old console doesn't work anymore i'm just out of luck as far as i know all of my yeah okay yeah all my exactly. stuff still works but still um 
There's also stuff they I purged. wish I could share. What? They they purged so many uh so many of those like ISO sites that would Oh yeah. I, the ISOs they I keep saying ISO. I don't know why. <laughs> That's like a basketball, <laughs> it's a basketball term. Uh yeah, the ISOs they they cleaned house with all those all uh, dolphin emulator or whatever. I forget yeah. one of them. It, you mean Moon Paradise? That was the one that was okay. Darn it. Rest in peace. Oh, how old was I? What would I? What did I use when I was doing it? I think it was Cool Realms when it, when I was in high school, which is so old compared to some of the other ones now. Uh, yeah. it's just been like, there's some games I wish I could capture cause I'd like to share them like on the channel, like check out these old games that were awesome. Yeah, right. And, like there's no easy way to capture them. Like one game I really like from the GameCube is, uh, Eternal Darkness. No, I don't even know what you're talking about. Wow. You never lose it. Okay. Eternal Darkness is an interesting game where, uh, you had three bars. You had HP, mana, and sanity. <laughs> and you're fighting like Cthulhu level things so you'll go through like a map like you'll go through an area as a character and there's like 12 characters because it goes ac across the ages and they have different meters of HP, monitor and, and insanity and the crazier they get the crazier the game gets so when you hit max insanity which is the funnest part of the game so you always lose your sanity <laughs> on purpose uh, you'll start hearing noises in the background. Like you'll hear oh, no. like um you'll hear like sighing and people screaming, or you'll hear like a baby crying, or just things to make you nervous and unhinged. They'll change they'll mess with the decibel level. The volume the it will purposely have a volume bar go from max to zero on the screen. <laughs> and they went for the most uh, just whatever they could find the most TVs used, they went with that one. So there were people who thought their <laughs> their TV was messing with them. They That's also, amazing. They also did the one where the TV turns off. They made it look like your TV turned off. Like, wait, what? What's good? What? Oh, my. <laughs> I've never heard of this game before in my life. That's an amazing mechanic, though. I want to share, because it's the only game we did it. I wish I could share this game. There's no easy way wow. to do it. Like, you haven't said anything like that. I don't know if you feel this way, but I, I, I have tough time playing a really scary game. But I have no problem watching a scary movie. I think I'm the opposite. Really, I'm willing to play scary games, but I'm not a big fan of scary movies. Like, um, well, one thing is I'm just not a big fan of gore, okay. or I'm just not a big fan of, uh, I guess it's a weird, it's a weird back and forth because I play things like Fallout. And Fallout is, people are just meat patties in that. But yeah. a movie does it, and I'm like, bleh. So, I guess it's just because it's in your hands versus it's not. Yeah. Did you play Alien Isolation? Yeah. My problem, oh my, my big problem with uh, scary games, at a point you just hate the monster. Yeah. Like, you're not scared of them anymore. You just hate the monsters. Like, Alien Isolation... Yeah. There's points when you're hiding too long, and... Oh my... <laughs> it's so scary. Like, there is a limit to how far... How much tension you can pull on yeah. someone, I think, before they just hit exhaustion. Right. And... Oh, I agree. I agree. Like, when you're first hiding from the alien, you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Sometimes it finds you and you freak out. Oh my gosh. The early... With the first time you played that game, the alien gets you. It's horrifying. Oh. 
when when you're like sitting in a locker for five minutes oh, yeah. and then you realize you realize that it will just keep looking in the same area mm. like oh my god and then uh like the first time when you're running and you see the saliva from the from the air duct yeah. and you don't catch it in time and you run into it like oh no and it just grabs you like oh it had some good moments for sure but I feel like at points it just needs to realize like the person's not going to have any more tension. They're just going to be exhausted and they need to back off. Cause that's, t- that's what happened to me. Yeah. And then once you finally have the ability to, to deal with, like I'm happy they eventually give the idea, the ability to scare it off. Mm-hmm. Cause then, cause there is a point where you're just tired of this beast and you want to beat it up kind of, and they give you the opportunity to throw Molotovs at I'm like, yes, I hate it. Yeah. Eat it. I know what you're saying. I think I got to the point where they started giving you like distractions and firecrackers and stuff. I, I wasn't even that far in that. That is the most horrifying game I've ever played. Like, <laughs> because the thing is, it didn't matter how many how many times it happened to me. I was still, I would still have a a, a very anxious reaction to whenever he would kill me or whenever yeah. the alien would kill me. Like that was that always gets me. So it didn't matter how many times it happened. That part, I was always dreading that part. And after a certain <laughs> point, it was like, just please let me get past this. Like, I'm so scared. <laughs> I can't keep doing this, you know. But I agree the tension would wear down, but it just became like, stop. I don't want to keep dying. Like, <laughs> leave me alone for a minute, dude. Yeah. Um. So that, that alien isolation, I think, is pretty good for the most part. Yeah. It just wears on you a bit. Another one... Uh, there's the big popular one, and not slender. Um, there's a couple that everyone everyone did. It's the one where China room made it. Uh, or Chinese room made it. Uh, I don't think I'm familiar. Is this one, a long time ago? It's a it's a while ago. It's like you oh you can only run, you can only hide, you cannot fight back in any way. Mm-hmm. And like it was a big one for some. And now I got to look up the developer Chinese room. Uh, there's another. There's one that will m- mess you up real bad. Like I only play scary games in November, and we call it Nope November because we don't want to do it in October. Mm. It's like Nope. Uh, Chinese room developers. The the, the Chinese room, and they made. Not the arrestor. What the heck is it? Amnesia. There it is. Amnesia. Oh dear, you've never heard of Amnesia. Okay. Oh no, they did the yeah, sequel. Not... I don't know about the original. But it was just one where you can only hide. Um. Yeah, moving on from there. So there's one that'll mess you up. It's called Soma. Soma, yeah, sure. I don't know if you've played that. I haven't, but I'm familiar. Like that one, I think that kind of horror is the kind that just doesn't leave you for a while. Yeah. Because it's it's existential horror. Yeah. And it's like, woof. That one is like, I need a I need a minute. I need a while. <laughs> like, sure, I can get ripped apart by monsters and other games, but this one's just like existential yeah. as heck. One thing is, I'm never going to do VR horror. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Alien isolation dude in VR. Oh. I saw that was a thing, and I was like, <laughs> I can't handle this on a big screen. How am I supposed to? <laughs> like, with with proper sound, that game is, oh, I mean, that is genuinely horrifying. Oh, I don't even. Man. 
Yeah, that would be incredible. I also don't uh, want to do it, but like, it'd be amazing and also don't want it. Don't want it, no, but also be <laughs> like back and forth on that. They're getting there with VR, though. They're getting better at it. Yeah, do you have, do you, what do you have for VR? Do you have something or you uh, play to friends? I just have, I haven't done much gaming. I just have, um, the Oculus? Like the cheap one, not the $400 one, like the $100 the Oculus? Is it the Quest or no? I don't. I'm just going to go grab it. I'm just going to go grab it. Uh, Wait, where did I put it? <laughs> I don't remember where I put it all of a sudden. Forget what I said. The Rift S? Rift? I, yeah, I think it's the Rift. Okay. Super sure. And just doing that for just like the VR tours of like space mm -hmm. and like the roller coaster VR, things like that. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's kind of. You feel, you get this feeling, like your body feels like, I'm supposed to feel inertia right now, so I'm yeah, fake yeah. making it. Hard to get over that. It's so interesting, that's why I get the understanding of people who say they they get motion sickness, like, I haven't gotten it, but I, I understand why you would. And it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Uh, I do want to get a gaming one someday, it's just like, I'd rather just buy games on my PC right now. But yeah. whenever I have enough money for it, because I do want to try like Beat Saber and things like that. Dude, Beat Saber is very fun. Yeah, it looks so really I have I have the Oculus Quest, which is the wireless one. It's actually really cool hmm. because you don't have to be tethered to anything, and it has a battery life. You can bring it anywhere. Like if you wanted to go to on a road trip, very easily you could just throw in something. It's a small enough form factor, and there's no wires, so yeah, wow. you just charge stuff. But yeah, like it's weird. I haven't played it in a while. It, it to me, it felt like the Wii kind of, where <laughs> it was a really new technology or just different. It never been done like that before, and it's accessible. But I still don't have like a desire to play it all the time. It's great when friends come over, but it's not something that I personally would use all the time. If I go back to it every once in a while, if I want a quick game of a Beat Saber, for example, or hmm. there's a I don't remember the name of this, but it's basically you're on a rail, you know, uh, it's like a one of those shooters where you're just you're on like a treadmill. Okay. Does that make sense? Where it's just always moving you forward through the level mm -hmm. and you just kind of shoot. It's a gallery. Yeah, it's on rails. You just kind of you shoot uh, and you have to duck and dodge the bullets. There's a lot of bullet time stuff with the, the quest. That's really nice. <clears throat> oh, that sounds cool. Definitely yeah. looking forward to where VR goes. Um. Did you ever really play in the arcades or just at home? Like a real arcade? Yeah, like a real arcade. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, what'd you play in the arcades? Well, <laughs> I didn't it was always on vacation. There's no, it oh, wasn't okay. really never a arcade near me, or you know, sometimes in the mall. Um, uh, Hydro Thunder was one of my favorites. That's fun. Uh and I think there was a snowmobile version that was kind of like Hydro Thunder. I forgot what that game was called. Big I remember fan of that. Yeah. Um. I don't really remember. Oh, there was a crazy. Uh, what was that? What was that hospital one or ambulance driver? Okay, I I know I played that one. I can't remember what's called. Yeah. I never played it. It's basically like crazy taxi, but with hospital with yeah. the ambulance. I mean. Yeah. Um. Trying to think of a shooter. I didn't really play shooter versions of those hmm. games. I wasn't into those. Never play anything like House of the Dead or 
Like, no. um, what's the other one? Uh, Virtual Cup. No. Well, time maybe crisis? that one. Time, yeah, Time Crisis, yes. Okay. Just, just curious, because uh, <laughs> arcades are just so dead now, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I feel like VR is the closest we're going to get to doing something like that again, but it's just more on a personal level. Where you're, like, yeah. standing and shooting or things like that. I've seen a few attempts at sort of a VR experience. I think it was actually it was in Japan. Was that in Japan? Japan has some, yeah. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was in Japan, and I think there was a couple different arcades that had a VR component where you could put the thing on. It's just, hmm. I don't know. It's not it's the same. I, I like arcades a lot, but... Yeah. You know, it's tough when you can do the same thing on your phone at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there, there is a VR in. I'm really curious about the Disneyland house. I assume Disney World has it too. Uh, they have a Star Wars one. Oh, really? And like, you put on a pack, and you have like the the, the headset on and everything. And yeah. you go through like eight rooms, but those eight rooms become different things. And like it's supposed to make you really feel like you're in the Star Wars universe. I'm really curious about that. Like if you put your hand out to something, it looks like it's cold, it'll feel cold and things like that. And I'm and you can see each other because it's that's how it's set up in the VR world. It just looks really interesting. I just want to try it. Um I don't know where I'm going with this tangent. So that's one version of VR. There's another version in Vegas where it's like you can play like Beat Saber and some of the more simpler games. It's like 15 for like a little bit of time. So there's different attempts at the VR. At, at VR. I remember back in the day, uh, maybe 20 years ago, I'm going to say 20, 15 years ago, because I'm old. So, uh, back in the day, VR was very weak. It was sit in this chair and put this headset on, and it, you're just looking at a screen the whole time. It wasn't real yeah. VR. They just said it was. And they still have setups like that, where they'll like, be in this VR roller coaster, and you're just sitting, mm-hmm. and it just has a headset in your face, and the chair's moving around, but you can't move your head around or anything. It's just like, here's VR. It's like, not really, but okay. Um, it's just interesting seeing uh, the different ideas of how uh, different ways they're trying to do it, and I hope to see VR get bigger and bigger. It may stay a novelty. Who knows? It was very interesting when they did the. This was E three so many years ago when they had the the glasses. What like uh when like Xbox had those glasses and they're like here's Minecraft you can play Minecraft with these glasses. Oh, the Hollands. The Hollands, yeah, and then nothing came out of yeah. that. I think it became like military uh, contract with that. <laughs> military had to like play Roblox for training. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that actually was promising. So I don't know what happened with it, but mm-hmm. it is funny how stuff just disappears. Like, there's just sometimes there's just overselling, and then it doesn't work out. So then, like, oh, it didn't happen. Never happened. What are you talking about? Never existed. Do you have any interest in the new Xbox or PlayStation? No. Like, what? Zero. Are you primarily PC or? <laughs> yeah, but I've always had the, the consoles and 
I just, I'm just tired of. It. I don't know. I thought we just had a new upgrade. Why do they? They, I don't know. <laughs> the the mid the mid console, like so they called the the PS4 next gen, and then there was a mid cycle boost with the PS4 Pro or whatever, and the Xbox whatever they call it. <clears throat> I just and now they've got the new ones. It just seems like a lot. And even though they they're boasting like really interesting technology, especially with the SSD of the PS5 yeah. seems interesting. It's just why it's so every game can look like Uncharted or you know <laughs> The Last of Us. I don't care. I don't. I don't care. Do you? Do you I don't know. Nintendo. Nintendo's actually in an interesting position because they have they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice to to you know go for the cutting edge graphics and whatnot they, they don't have a choice to push technology before it's ever gone i mean they get they squeeze the most out of what they have but they have to be more creative and they have to stick to a stylized art style so it's just that's what i prefer anyway yeah what surprises I mean, every once in a while but... the last of us is fine but mm-hmm. i just i feel like every game is the last of us now it's just boring yeah i get you like what surprises me is we st- we're still on the hunt for better graphics even to this point. And that's what PlayStation and Xbox are pursuing. <laughs> I'm like, I think we're good enough, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I appreciate about Nintendo is they are squeezing as much as they can out of it. And that's why sometimes the ports don't go well is because they, they can't yeah. squeeze it as well as some people can. Like, um, the Outer Worlds port was not very good graphically. It looked very bad, unfortunately. They weren't able to port it well. Well, as yeah, my understanding is Witcher that. 3 was done very well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when you have constraints, you can have amazing creativity, and that's always been Nintendo's strength, I feel. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's weird when people are like, well, compare the graphics between Nintendo and the other ones. Like, we're not here for the graphics. Yeah. Like, the graphics are, there's still some things that look really nice on Nintendo, of course. Like, Breath of the Wild took my breath away, huh? Right, yeah. And I always wish that Nintendo had a little bit more power because mm-hmm. they could actually use it. But for some, for some reason, they're always underpowered. Like it's like, man, I know you guys, I know what you guys are about, but you could you could go a little bit farther in the in the uh, CPU and, and GPU areas. Yeah, I I feel like um, Nintendo just doesn't want to sell at a at a neg- at a at a, at a the word here. Because the PlayStation 5, for sure, when they sell it, it's not going to be at a profit. Yeah. Especially because you got things like the SSD in there. While Nintendo, I think they definitely aren't selling uh, where it's hurting them when they sell a unit. Yeah. But they could have some more power, for sure. Like, even Breath of the Wild has some frame issues, which is not great. Yeah, right. (laughs) And there are things you just can't defend when it comes to hardware stuff, but they're still good games, so I don't care enough. Mm-hmm. Like um, yeah. I just they're just enjoyable. I still I enjoy Nintendo stuff and anything I need Xbox I can play on PC anyway. That, that's just how it works. So right. the only thing I'm missing right. out is PlayStation. And that's Did you only ever play so Journey? Uh, I've been so everyone tells me play Journey, and I it's finally on Steam, so I can. I didn't get it because yep. one of them was on Epic. Yeah, you have uh, to. You have to play that one. So I know I need to play it, and thankfully it's out, so I, I should play it at some point already. The this, this Steam sale's happening, I wonder if that's if it's on sale. Random thing. Do you think the Steam sales, just the 
the decade of it just has just made everyone just way more has just undervalued games because of it. Um, like people think that the games need to be a certain price. Yeah, like they're only willing to go for games when they're on sale, never when they're full price, mm. things like that. Maybe I don't know. I, I can't say that I'm that way. I'm usually if a game is out, I want to play. I mean, I'm gonna buy it no matter what. Yeah, I'm not gonna wait. I think what it did is it just put some games in the tier of I'll wait for it to be on sale if I don't like it that if I'm not that hype right. about it. Yeah. So maybe something like that. Because um, I was talking with a buddy where his friend only buys games on sale. He's like, dude, you make 200000 a year. Just buy the game. <laughs> like, wow, yeah, just buy the game. <laughs> Oof. Uh, but I, th- I think I appreciate the sales for like, because I never, I didn't always have a job. When I was younger, I didn't have a job. Yep. I needed like every dollar mattered. Like now I'm like, yeah, full price, whatever. I don't care about that. I'm just yeah. but the thing is because of those years, I always think like, is it on sale now? <laughs> that be that becomes a go-to is like, is it on sale or not? Uh, for me, a sale pretty much just means that I might end up buying a game that I otherwise would have not bought, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really mean that I'll end up playing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's a lot of games that I buy on sale that I just never even get around to playing. Yep, same feel bad about that i definitely feel bad about that um my numbers are weird at this point because it's two different things one is i bought a bunch of games that i've just never played but also because i review games i've got two thousand games on steam and i know i haven't played maybe 500 of them or maybe even no i've definitely played more than a thousand games but just like steam just has so many games they can throw at you uh there's there's a game i don't know up at all but deep rock galactic really fun oh i love deep rock galactic so uh, when they first came out they gave me a copy like two years ago and i played I'm like this is really good this is great i like it and they're like we're taking a copy away we're not doing advertising right now I'm like but, but i was enjoying the game and then they gave me another copy when it released I'm like oh this is still really good all right deep rock galactic's fun it's also like it's just fun uh what what class do you like uh, I play the the miner guy, the guy that has like the drills, because it's just so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even. It's sometimes it's useful, but sometimes I just enjoy digging tunnels for zero reason whatsoever. I, I'll just be out there digging. I love. I love at the end of like the round if you have to go back to the rocket ship. I love just digging straight through the earth. Yes, like, that's what I love. Completely off the beaten path. That's what I do too. Um, yeah. Like shortcut. When I. I I play Minecraft. Well, I used to. And my favorite thing in Minecraft was just digging and finding stuff. That's all I did. Yeah. I didn't build things. I wasn't the builder. I was just the digger. So Deep Rock Galactic just gives me that dig feel that I like for some reason. And <laughs> the driller is the guy. Like, And also the flamethrower is fun. Guy. And throwing axes is fun. Yep. And what's his other thing? He's got the exploded, like the remote bomb. Yep, yep. And he's he's just a fun class. Like the other ones are fun too, but I just like the mind, the driller the most. There's something nice about a game that it doesn't matter what role you play, like a co-op game. If, if the co-op game gets it right, you can play any role and feel important and feel like you're doing something. Yep. And that game is really fun. There's just a good feeling when I play that game with my friends where we're having fun, 
it's relaxed, but then it gets intense, and there's periods in between. And at the same time, at the end of the game, I feel like I we had like we had a good experience. You know, you feel good about having just played with your friends. You feel like you bonded. <laughs> it's fun, and like Molly's, just the mule. <laughs> it just comes with you, which is great. So you just give it your stuff, and yeah, like, you're a good mule, Molly. Uh, yeah, they start yelling at it. Yeah, everyone's just yelling at it. I just like that it comes with you, and it's kind of the fifth unit in a way. It's the fifth player. And just the variety of bugs and the and the bosses. It's, it's a good game. It's definitely a good game. I, I'm glad it exists. I'm glad it got completed. I, it's really sad when early access games don't get finished. Yeah. Like, there was uh, a random tangent. There's a game called Besiege. That was early access six years ago. They said, we just need two years and we'll be done. They finally Hard. finished, I think, last year. Hard. Like, whew, well, at least they got it done. There are some early access games from like 10 years ago that are still not finished. Like, jeez. Somewhere on yeah. purpose, like, I think, I don't know if you're familiar with Factorio. Uh, I am. Never played it, though. My, okay. my friends are into it. You have to be a specific type of person to play that game, I think. Yes, and... Apparently, on that specific time, I've, I've <laughs> sunk maybe 200 hours into that thing. Uh, Jinx has sunk in twice that much. Yeah. I think she has all the achievements on that. It's, it is a certain time, because you're just... I think the word is abnegation. You just feel like you're accomplishing something. Mm-hmm. So you're just making things. That's yep. all that game is. You're just making things. I think that's kind of what Minecraft was, too, when it came out. Just You feel like you're doing something. And... I think that that's just there's I think that's the beauty of gaming being a little more uh general with it. I think the beauty of gaming is it's a lot of things for a lot of people. That's pretty nebulous, but I mean like you can find <laughs> an itch. If there's an itch, you might find it with games. Mm-hmm. If you want power fantasy, you got The Witcher or like Doom or there's a lot of games that give you male power fantasy. Uh like Witcher's more male power fantasy. I think Doom gives you just power fantasy. Like you don't have to be a mm-hmm. dude to enjoy that. Because Doom you're just destroying things horribly. Which is just fun for everyone. Yeah. Um Like Factorio just gives you that itch for making things. Like we're saying with like uh Deep Recollect gives that just digging's just fun. <laughs> into the digging edge. but I, there's a t- there's a teamwork that, yeah, that too, yeah. for me there's not a lot of games that scratch that hey let's work together because mm-hmm. even though there's a lot of co-op games not not all of them have such a satisfying feeling where you go into a mission and you feel like you have these little stories that pop out like oh remember when i was down here and i was <laughs> surrounded by 20 different guys and there was a massive fire guy that exploded and it nuked the entire cavern and i barely got out but you insta res me like that kind of stuff where every single game is a little bit different and you get a different uh, thing yeah. out of it. I, yeah. I love that stuff. And that, that game does it well, so mm-hmm. I don't know. That was the beauty of what was Left for Dead. Yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know if you ever played Vermintide. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little bit. I'm trying to remember. I feel like Left for Dead was the start of that genre. I can't remember if anything Probably. happened before it. Yeah, I think Left for Dead was the start of it because it had the director and all that. and. It's a good genre. It's a good. It's a good fun genre. Um, <laughs> you got plenty of competitive games, and it 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 really is a nice feeling when you got good teamwork. And I, I th- that's yeah. what made 
the pro scene fun for me when it came to Smite was just mm-hmm. seeing what a really good team could do. Mm-hmm. And just the combinations they could do uh, with ults and things like that. Like, uh, just, well, one, back in the day when it was uh, Ares alt into like Ra or something. Just the entire team screwed. That's just always a yeah. fun one and things like that. Yeah, even the little there's some little combinations that you could do that were that were kind of insane. It's like do stuff with the Willix and mm-hmm. teamwork is old. just fun. Teamwork is fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, different people who can pop up for her old. And yeah, good times. Um, yeah, there's there's just genres for everything. Uh, I don't know where else I can go with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Uh, how are you on time? Uh, that would be a good time. I think. Okay, all right. So we've <laughs> talked quite a lot. I think this was fun. It was, was yeah, very fun. Uh, you down for another one in the future? Yeah, I mean, if this, if for whatever reason the recording didn't come out great, I would happily do it again on a different day. Mm-hmm. Just, oh no, uh, we're, we're using day. this one. I just um, all right, all right. I mean, just future guest. Yeah, yeah, sure. Have me back on. I hope it was interesting. I, for some reason, I really wanted to talk about like <laughs> Fast and Furious or something at a certain point. I don't know what happened. Oh, this was fun. I like this one. This is probably my favorite. Apologies to the other guys. This is probably my favorite right now. This was fun. <laughs> um... <I don't> know. <laughs> well, let the viewers decide. I don't know. I yes. honestly think I, I went off the deep end at a certain point. Yeah, like, uh, I've had Verbal on. Verb's fun. He's very professional. Uh, he's been a... Sh- Verb. Uh, I should just try to get all of, everyone together for one big episode somehow. Uh, I don't know how the internet would hold for everyone, but still, it'd be fun. Yeah. Like, Verb, he's like he's done, like, shoutcasting for, like, For Honor and stuff. Uh, then there's Mez. Be g- good to have him on again. Oh, yeah. Mez, I just caught up with him recently, actually. Nice. That'd be cool. Like, talking of the three of us would be kind of fun, I think. And then... Yeah. The one I... One of the old guard that I... I don't know how I'm going to approach her. Is like, I kind of want to talk to Smitten. Mm-hmm. Because she's from back in the day, too. Yeah. Well, he's like, Gang First Gaming, how not, <laughs> how not to play Baka or how not to play Odin was the first one. Yeah. That was a big splash of me. So I gotta, I'm, I need to try to get a hold of her. I don't know how, because obviously she's really popular, but it'd be fun to talk to her. Just talk to more mm-hmm. of the old guard. Yeah, she'd probably do it. Yeah. Just after, yeah. But yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, definitely want you on um, again, if you're willing. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. later. I'll talk about, uh, <laughs> talk about Mission Impossible for two hours. <laughs> oh, God. That's another mm-hmm. one. Just... Yep. We're not in. Okay, Don't start just, me on it. Don't start me on it. Yeah, just real quick. I think it just got better over time. It but, got better. Uh, I really liked. Was it Fallout? Is that yeah. the newest one? I really like that one. But all right, we'll save that for next time. If we remember, we'll talk about that next time. Okay. But um, so that's basically a podcast. Uh, you can only. Are you just uh? All your socials things, so it's just Twitter? Twitter, yeah. It's benevolent. And then, do you want people to look at your YouTuber now? No, not really. 
right, stay away. All right, so I'll just put your Twitter uh, on the thing. All right. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, this was a lot of fun. So this is basically a podcast. Uh, I believe we had a lot of fun. Hope you all yep. had fun watching and listening. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun. Thanks for coming by, and see you all next time. Yep, see ya.